That was literally verbal diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, sucker. No, no, no. You are. You defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jabberknocker Podcast. As always, Nelson Mania. Alongside for the ride is JC. JC, we got a lot to get to. It's a big week in wrestling in general. Let's yeah, do this. It's SummerSlam weekend. There's an NXT takeover. Huge week in AEW last week and this week in WrestleMania. We're going to start there because you know what I'm feeling? I'm feeling a little bit of a rampage. <laughs> Friday night, 10 p.m. Rampage. Weekly show. What'd you think? So I was excited. It was an hour. That's always easier, more digestible. Uh, I was happy for Christian Cage, obviously. That was a surprise. It was a longer match. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, they're dedicating 20 to 30 minutes of this match. It was good. I, the one thing, and again, you know me. I'm very much specific in the way that I think. But uh, I was hoping for a different entrance, a different look. And I think that that presentation made me feel like, oh, they're going to do that for everything. If there was one negative for that, I think that you could label it as that. But it honestly didn't take that i didn't really expect much different because there's still the traveling circus and especially this one it was in the same town as wednesday it was in sure Br- in it made Br- more sense I yeah it, it was in britsburg so you knew it was going to stay there and it's always going to be britsburg yeah, yeah 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 but uh no it was a really fun show and you, it honestly uh, the hour shows to me are always so refresh refreshing this kind of gave me like the old school nxt vibes when it first started when it was an hour and you knew there were only going to be three matches on the show but you know there were going to be three quality matches even though the rusev uh, fuego match was short like it was built up. It did exactly what it had to do. It had meaning. It had a little nonsense after where your boy TK even got himself on the show. But, you know, hey. A I, giant I, eye roll when I saw that. I went, you could have just had Sammy come out with, up, with a contract slid in his jacket and come out and be like, ah, oh, don't worry about it. And then as he's leaving, he grabs his arm and then hands him the contract. You could have done that bigger moment. But that's just me. I don't disagree. It. But I, the so. reason why I really quickly, before, I, before we have to move on to other stuff, is the reason why I love the hour shows is when you're given an hour, you really have to make everything quality to justify being on TV. So even all the backstage segments, they had cameos from like everyone trying to get everyone involved. It all like was good content. Whereas like a lot of the other shows, like you get even like the two hour show sometimes, you get fluff because they're filling time. You can't do that on an hour show because you literally don't have time for it because technically you're on less than an hour. So I loved it. Um, I loved the return in the main event. Jamie Hayter, welcome back to AEW. She could be a comeback uh, nominee possibly later in the show. Uh, but yeah, AEW had have a lot of them. They had a big week. I'm not going to lie to you. I completely forgot about her, and I completely forgot who she was. Absolutely 100%. I did, too, but I was quickly reminded. But I don't mind that sometimes because I love when people are out of sight, out of mind, and then come back because guess what? It's a surprise. Sure, but I don't I don't, I don't, think the general audience know who she is. No, oh, no, they definitely don't. I okay. didn't either. But once I Googled her, then I remember. I'm like, oh, yeah, she was kind of around. And, you know. And now she is. Yeah. She's Becky Lynch light, apparently, is yeah. what everybody says. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Oh, it was funny because the picture of her with blonde hair, she looks like Tony Storm. So. Well, you know. She's like hey, a Mila. good company. Yes. Great company to be in. Win-win. So here's something I wanted to say specifically. <clears throat> I was nervous about Rampage, and this is the last thing we'll talk about, about when they had four people talking. I'm glad Mark Henry was more of a backstage or facilitator of the entire night. I thought he did a decent job. He's going to get better. He clearly, he you know, 
he's not making it about himself, but he's still kind of like interjecting him every once in a while, which is fine. Uh, I think he needs a lot more reps because I think he's got something there. The, the one thing I will say is it's odd to me to see Mark Henry interviewing somebody smaller because it's just like. See, a, I kind of like it because it's different because you normally don't see it like that. It, like, it's an odd juxtaposition. Yeah, because the only reason I think I maybe I'm a little more comfortable with it is because in UFC, like they have former fighters sure. like uh, DC does it right now where he'll interview people. And if he's interviewing a freaking like uh, flyweight or something, like those are little boys, like little boys. Sure. He's a big boy heavyweight. So it doesn't bother me. That's, but I just, I think it's because I, I, do, I do enjoy obviously having the, the female or male interviewers that aren't wrestlers do it too because they're more of like the journalistic. But I also involve someone who used to do it because I think it's a different tone. Like his one with Christian was completely different than one you see with say like a Kayla or a guy who does the raw now, the guy they don't raw. KP, which, yeah, yeah. Which I think it's kind of cool to have that mix and that difference. And I, I don't disagree with you. I, I did like the pitcher and pitcher and pitcher with with Red Velvet and and you know Britt Baker. Um, it was an odd thing for me too because I was looking at it going, okay, he did a great job with the Christian thing, and then he did the pitcher and pitcher thing. He's done a couple of backstage segments, so he'll get better. He obviously hosts the show, so he knows how to host and do different things. Uh, but that when I heard Jericho talking, I just went. You mean yelling? Yeah, I mean, it just, like... He doesn't talk, he yells. Yeah. Which, honestly, I like it sometimes, but him as every week might test our patience a little bit. I think there's a lot of love for Jericho, and that's fine. I'm in that category. You're the biggest Jericho mark I know. Yeah. But there, even for me, I'm thinking to myself, like, limit how much wrestling, limit how much talking, limit how much commentary he does. Because if it's overexposure, 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 I'm not going to be a fan of that. And I'm going to turn, I'm going to Excalibur did a great job trying to play traffic cop in an hour, but he got stomped on by Jericho sometimes. And then he's got Taz and Taz knows better than everybody else because Taz knows how to pick his spots. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. But Jericho was just like trying to put people over the moon with, with similes and, and hyper hyperboles and all these random things. And just like, Trying to be pop culture Trying relevant. Trying to be Jerry the King Lawler and JBL. It was weird. It was just odd for me. So that and maybe that's where he's transferring over, and he'll he'll learn more. But I don't know. I can you teach an old an old dog new tricks? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I I was worried about the four man team too. So we'll see how it goes. Okay, so let's get into the regular part of the program. It's always in the shine, Mandy. Uh, well, she's apparently on. She's NXT. always in the shine. So NXT is always in the shine. Come on, let's be honest here. It's the yellow brand for a reason. It shines bright. Uh, but on WrestleMania, we have to start. I don't know. Actually, no. We do have to start in a certain place because there's one man who has taken the wrestling world by storm. OG right here, baby. But he is. It is unbelievable how he has just embraced this role, and every week it gets better and better. And I'm talking about Baron Corbin. Pathetic, sad sack, Baron Corbin. He just, like, he was all over the place last week on both shows. Well, this week, KO came back, which was nice to see because they had, like, a little thing going on. And KO told Corbin that if he beat him, he'd give him $1,000. $1,000. I mean, Corbin's been asking people for what was he asking for, like, millions before? Well, he did say this this particular promo. He did say, I'm going to need everybody here to give me $1,000, yes, yeah, <laughs> which good. made me laugh. Yes. It yeah. was, it's just, it's funny because he... Like I, we a lot of people we, like we thought this was heading towards a babyface route, but he's found a way to still be that. Even though we feel bad for him and yeah. he's pathetic, he still found a way to be that asshole. Oh yeah, and that's just like that's what makes it so magical. But since Corbin lost, mm -hmm. the stipulation was also that he can no longer beg. Right. But then what came next is something that I didn't even think about. I didn't even think about, and that's why it was so fucking perfect. He stole Biggie's briefcase. Right. Because you know what that does, WrestleMania. 
that opens a lot of doors. A lot of doors. Absolutely. And it's something that I don't think anybody really thought of because Big E was such a big, like, oh, this is a big moment for him and all that stuff. Granted, it could still potentially be. But I would then. guess more than likely it's still potentially be. This just gives him a feud. Yes. But it's hard because you got to think about it as, eh, it is what it is. Uh, but you're right. You're absolutely right. It, it opened a lot of doors, a lot of creative doors specifically. And I think here's the thing. They probably had a short window of, hey, this is working. Let's get to the point we need to. They realized it's really working and they're going to expand the window. So let's, you know, maybe it, it works for another month and a half, two more. And then, then we get to the point of maybe the fall, late, late fall, early, you know, winter where he's going to start to change his. Here's the thing. I wouldn't go past this, but if done correctly, I could see him winning the Royal Rumble. Oh man! Like just, just like a weird <laughs> a Corbin change fan, of that would luck. Be amazing. Like a change but of luck thing here. I just, I don't, I don't know. But because me, for me specifically, I don't think he's going to win Money in the Bank. But I think once he finally makes a character change, specifically from this, it might be too early. But. I'm curious to see where it goes. And imagine like we've always talked about that, that two people left in the ring, 30 comes in without two people eliminate themselves, 30 wins by accident. That would work for Perry and Corbin. Yeah, the, the weirdest thing about Corbin in like his career, like obviously he's held multiple mid-card titles, but he's never got that elusive world title. But he's won pretty much everything else along the way. Like he won Money in the Bank. He won King of the Ring. He's won the Andre the Giant Moore Battle Royal. Like they've given him all the big non-title things. He just never really cemented him on that top spot. And I think now with this character, whatever his next character is coming out of this, I think that they might finally be uh, be able to make it ready. I don't know if he's going to win a Royal Rumble because I just think that's a different level. And as much as I'd love to see it and I think he could do it, I don't know if he's the type of guy that they would love to have cemented as a Royal Rumble winner. But I just uh, this is just so good right now. And the fact that even people who despise him think this is the best thing going right now, Makes it so beautiful. And the other funny thing that is really funny is his biggest supporters on the internet have been the New Day because they think it's so freaking hilarious and they've been putting him over so hard. And then he steals Biggie's briefcase and I felt so betrayed. It's just more great content. Yeah, I think, content. I, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to end up where we think it's going to end up here. And I'm excited for it because you're making us a fan of him before we're supposed to be a fan of him. So I think the bigger groundswell is going to be enormous. It's going to be a tidal wave. I don't think he's going to be the guy. But I think he's going to be one of those things where this was thought of, this is what they wanted, it's working. And when things are always clicking on all cylinders, that's when you know you've got something special, especially if they came up with it. It's not something that like Rusev Day happened and now they have to acknowledge it. This was a WWE thought creatively, and then it was, boom, it's working. Oh, we're going to expand it. Let's hope they don't, you know, fumble at the one-yard line. Here's hoping. They've never done that before. Uh, of course they have, but yeah. you mentioned two things there, Nestlemania. Yes. You said the guy, and you said acknowledge. Ah. So that guess where I'm going next. Because you know what? The reason why we're only going to have one more show of this, Cena Reigns back and forth, which did it go lawn on Friday? Sure, but that didn't bother me because these two guys are so freaking good, and it's such a cool thing just to see them together going back and forth because, I mean, Reigns is the best he's ever been. And Cena is still always going to be Cena. And the mix of it right now is just so much fun with a little dash of Paul Heyman on the side. It just, it was so good. And that was just such a fun way to kick off a show. And that main event is going to be awesome. It really is. 
I don't disagree with you. Here's the other thing that I, I thought was great. They need the Nikki Bella line of 20 years. A missionary would have worked for you, but not for Nikki Bella. That I thought that was good. great. Very good. Then, of course, they come back with the, you know, you ruined everybody. You almost ruined Seth Rollins, and you, you ran Dean Ambrose out of WWE. I thought that was, that was well-timed. They did a great job with all of that stuff. But here's the thing. And, again, we talked about this. They haven't touched. They've come close. They've sparred verbally, but they have not touched. And for me... That's why the anticipation for Sunday, or sorry, excuse me, Saturday, this is weird for me for Saturday interview, <clears throat> is happening. Like, you just, you, they didn't ruin anything about it. I mean, he even made a joke about the CM Punk, I'm going to win the title, blow you a kiss, and run away yep. to Hollywood and do all that stuff, which makes me think, you know, very specifically about the finish of this matchup. But that's a whole other thing. I, I, do, I do think this much. The beginning of it with him calling, you know, I'm giving him a letter D, he's a D-bag, all that stuff. And that's the same old... Which I think was intent. You know, yeah. they wanted to have the same old John Cena gimmick. Crowd eats it up, though. You know, and then he's like, I'm going to give you an F on Saturday or whatever. And I'm like, okay, that's whatever. But then when they both got out there, and the, the part that I really loved was that Roman Reigns kind of sat there and just let him do his thing. It wasn't like last time in 2017 where everybody said, oh, Cena wrecked him. and said, it's a promo, kid. If you want to be the top dog, you got to need to do it. This was almost like Roman Reigns was... Like watching somebody from the top of a mountain climbing up to him and saying, all right, kid, let's see what you got this time. And I, I appreciate it because it was a completely different 180, you know, in that aspect of it. Will I think the same result happen? I don't know. And I think this is, this is the one thing that makes me nervous when we're doing predictions. It very much could be, you know, Cena wins. It could also mean a bunch of different things. Roman Reigns wins. Maybe Corbin wins. Big E. Right. <clears throat> Who knows? Yeah, it's it's. I think we're gonna get a little bit of everything. I I'm pretty confident in my pick though, and well, like we said, we'll get to the end of the show. SummerSlam predictions. Um, but yeah, no, this this is just so much fun, and I really just wanted to revel in it because we'll get like another dose probably on Friday on the go home. But who knows what it will be like? What? I don't. I, I don't think you can do much more sparring. I don't think that's gonna be the case here. I don't. What I else don't, is there to do? Well, they already ruined a contract signing somewhere else, so it's that's beside the point for me. But God, they are going to do a contract signing, aren't they? Well, they are, no, they already did one. I know, but they can, so it's just like what it, they can't redo a contract official signing. Official contracts. This one's official, where Baron Corbin puts his name on it or whatever. But like, I just, uh, I, I there's not much more you can do. I think this is maintenance, but you have to parade them out there, right? It's the go home. You have to do something. There'll there'll be parades. They have to. Yeah. Video packages, parades. Yeah. I mean, I I, I wouldn't go as far as having Paul Heyman dress up as John Cena and do the. Thing, but it would be hilarious. You know, you can do what you want. Uh, but I don't. There, there's not a lot of maintenance you can do to this left. I mean, it's it's sold you. It's sold you. I mean, this was sold before they did anything for it. No, I know. But I mean, like, this past Friday, there's nothing else you could yeah, do. I, my guess is there'll be another thing off, but maybe they're not together. Because like you said, we don't want them to touch. No, and I, I think that's a, I, that's a very important distinction. And I think here's something else I wanted to point out very quickly. We talk about not touching. I've been on this for three weeks. This is where I'm going. Seth Rollins came out and did what I thought was great. He, he's the only one that does this, and I don't know if it's reserved for him specifically, but he throws to these wonderful video packages. And I just, I got to tell you right now, I had always known that they had done the same things over and over again, but the way they highlighted it made me feel so much better about the situation because, you know, they say he's edge light. He's like, yeah, but watch this video package. I've actually improved on everything he's ever done ever in this world. And I, I forgot, like, oh, yeah, he was the brood in the shield but he was the architect. He wasn't just a lackey in the brood. And I'm like, oh, you know, or in the shield. Thought that was wonderful. He won the, you know, he won the Royal Rumble. And what did he do? He beat Brock Lesnar. What did Edge do? He lost to Roman Reigns. They just, they found a way to make it make sense 
And I don't, some of it's serendipitous and weird in a way, but it just came together so well. And again, not having them there each and every week, trying to beat each other up and all that stuff. I am concerned. We've talked about this. If it's a match, I don't know if I'm going to be excited about yeah, just a match. I want to su- fight. I'm surprised there hasn't been a stipulation yet, but I think this might have some touchy on Friday and we might get a stipulation. Because I, I just don't know how you have this without a stipulation. Maybe, maybe they're steadfast in having an actual match as like performers, but I think in terms of the storyline and their characters, it needs to have a stipulation, so I'd be disappointed if it didn't. Here's, here's, here's my logic. If we don't get a stipulation, in my opinion, Edge is going to win. If there's a stipulation then Rollins will win because here's what we're going to do. If Edge takes a clean loss in a wrestling match when he's supposed to be the wrestling Einstein, that's going to look bad. If Seth Rollins beats him in a stipulation, then you don't necessarily care. You're like, oh, yeah, but it was a lot of chicanery, a lot of ha-ha, a lot of gaga, and that's it. And, it, and he had to win that way. So for me, that's the way I look at it. I just, spoiler alert for my predictions, I don't really see a scenario where Edge loses this match. Well, we'll see who's standing, uh, we'll I, see who's I, standing on Friday. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. But we'll yeah. see. We'll definitely see about that. Yeah. All right. Anything else that you like that was super shiny worthy? <laughs> this, there were parts of this that upset me, but this the the fact that Johnny Drip Drip now has a show called Moist TV. Oh, it's yeah. literally Miz TV, but with all his ridiculousness. And his first guest was the Miz, who was uh, fucking cleared. Which, if that injury was real, he is fucking insane for how fast he recovered. So bravo, Miz, because he, he, that's amazing. But, uh, you know, it had this was the greatest hits. It had their usual back and forth. It had Johnny Drip Drip kind of second-guessing The Miz, which we knew this was the direction we were headed right away. I know both of us do not want them to break up because I saw people on Twitter, and I even quote-tweeted one of those stupid outlets that I hate, um, being like, yeah, Morrison has to get away from The Miz so he can have a serious singles run. Hey, dipshit, have you been watching since WrestleMania? Morrison's been on a serious singles run with The Miz helping him out. This singles run wouldn't be good without The Miz. It wouldn't be. I'm sorry. J-Mo's done great for his part, but the reason why it's really good, it's like, what is your expectations? He breaks away from The Miz and wins a world title? He ain't fucking winning a world title in WWE. Intercontinental US? Sure. But I don't know what people's expectations are. We see this all the time, and this is where people, I think, get themselves into trouble, is that they look at every guy and they be like, oh, if he breaks away, he could be a world champion. No, but I also don't think they need to be, and the fact that you put that expectation is why you get disappointed, because guess what? Not everyone can be a world champion. There's a long fucking line of people. And by the way, your two world champions right now, those two motherfuckers could hold the title for three years in a row, and I don't think anyone would have, be able to complain. And they waited 17 years for them. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's the thing. So it's just, uh, that, that shit is ridiculous. But this was a lot of fun. Obviously, Priest came out. I've just There's something about Priest. I'm still really digging him as a baby face. It's working. I love the combination with them, even though we've seen this shit a million times. I love that he wrestled The Miz this week, and The Miz was so like... And Louis Vuitton loafers, yeah. Watching him in those like skinny black pants, I was just like, dude, I'm I'm always so impressed with The Miz because he gets so much grief, but the fact that he constantly does this stuff where he wrestles in this type of thing, it's just like, it's incredible. Obviously, Priest eventually gets the win. Like, Johnny Drip Drip didn't even like help him with the dripstick, blah, blah, blah. Sheamus was around, but... The best part of this segment, I skipped right over it, was Priest pushing Miz into the kiddie pool. Yeah. That was fantastic. And it was funny to me because, so they had the Moist TV thing, and then, of course, we got to give our boy a shout-out to our boy, you know, Dummy Feds. Follow him on on any social media, but specifically Twitter because he's awesome. Uh, Our boy Dummy Feds 33 was saying, oh, if you saw the backstage segment, there was a red Mm. light, a green, uh, sorry, red light and a blue light. Will Johnny Drip Drip go to SmackDown and the Miz stay on Raw? Probably. Yes. Um, That hurts my soul because that's an easier way to break up or not break up or whatever they want to say. 
I get that you think that this is finally the iteration of John Morrison with the moist and the, all that stuff that's, that's working and people are responding to it. But I don't think that he's going to be as big a babyface as they're hoping for him to be because I think that the moist thing is funny. I wouldn't necessarily say it's over. I'd say you're on your way to being maybe over with the crowd, but you're not over. And I think that's the very big distinction you need to have when you're looking at this. And here's another thing very quickly. I don't know if you watched this. Go out of your way to watch it on Peacock. I can't believe I'm plugging an NBC product. But they had the Stone Cold Sessions with Bobby Lashley. And I watched an hour and a half of Bobby Lashley, which I did not think I was going to be interested in. But I was. And it got to the point of him winning the, the world title. And they, they showed The Miz and the whole, the whole thing going down. And they were talking about, the, well, they were watching the match. They talked, and Lashley specifically said to me, he goes, man, he's like, I know everybody says it, but nobody works harder than The Miz. And he said, and here's something very specific. He goes, when people give The Miz shit, whether it's in the locker room or in an interview or wherever, I always stand up and say, then, man, you're just jealous because you don't get it. He's that good. And for Bobby Lashley to say that speaks volumes to me because, again, I've already been, you know, converted into a Miz guy. But Bobby Lashley went out of his way on his podcast to talk about somebody else like that. I mean, he talked about other people, but he made it a point to say, the Miz made me. Me. He did. 100%. And he said, and, he, and he's like, and that's, that's a very clear distinction that you need to have, folks. There is no almighty champion without the Miz. And I just wanted to put that in there because he's doing the same thing for Johnny. And if you take him away from it, eventually it's his crutch. And if he doesn't have his crutch, I'm not saying he's going to crumble, but he's never going to get past the money in the bank and lose, or he's never going to get past, like you said, a mid-card title. With The Miz, there's a very good chance, yeah, if The Miz is there to help him win a world championship, great. But I don't see that happening. For and I'm glad you brought that up because I remember <clears throat> when Lashley won the title, he's very outspoken about that as well, with yeah. similar sentiment. But here's the thing about The Miz. For someone who has maybe the most selfish on-screen character in wrestling, he might be one of the most unselfish performers I have ever seen. He goes out of his way to get people over. When no matter what it takes, like the amount of self-degrading shit that he does, and when even when he says, like, he's one of those guys, he's not like like he does his, a lot of his promos, they're never like the Rocks promos, which you hate, where he cuts people down. He, despite trying to destroy these people, there's always like a sentiment of respect somehow mixed in. Like he's always been that good where he's putting the people over. And it's been something he's done his little whole career. And I think what you what Lashley said, where he gets it, like the Miz fucking gets this industry for someone who was an outsider, but he was an outsider, but he was one of the biggest fans of it. And he wanted to learn it and he wanted to get better. And he learned from the best and he learned from his mistakes. And yeah, it's just, that, that's the thing. I'm glad, I, what I was going to say is that the peak for Morrison's singles run is going to be when he beats the Miz. After that, he's going to be falling down the hill. Everything to get there is the climb. But that is going to be the peak of his babyface singles run is beating the Miz. So maybe he wins a, a mid-card title on the back end of the slide down. But that's the point that I think you made is that it's never going to be more over than that because the Miz is going to take you to the freaking mountaintop. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. I don't know what else to say there, so we should probably move on. Yep. You're positive. Keep going. So I, I this is something that... The reason why I think I have to put it in the shine is because I still enjoy it all the way through. This didn't play out the way that I would have dreamed it, or I think any of us would have dreamed it, but the end result and getting us to where it is and the fact that these people just being together on screen is fucking magic. 
RK Bro is officially a thing. It took a lot of finessing. In this episode, it was there were parts of it that were a little exhausting. But anytime I felt that Riddle would, or Orton would do something hysterical, or Omos would make a face, or AJ would say a not funny quip that is funny because he said it, because that's kind of how he's a, capping. That's he's how capping. AJ is. AJ is not funny at all, but he's so not funny that it's funny if that makes yeah. sense. Well, you're he, laughing at him. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so it's just the combination of these four guys is just so much fucking fun. Because honestly, like the one guy who I think is like, well, obviously Riddle, and we're giving credit so much credit to RK Bro. Omos has really grown, not physically. He already had that, but uh, yeah, I don't think he has grown so much to me as a character just throughout this feud. Because to me, like he's he's just he's in like he's just. I feel like it's so much different watching him now. He's so much more comfortable out there. He brings something different to the table. Like he has this sort of like goofy, like big charisma, but it's also super serious. And I buy every second of it. Like there's no chance. Like. Orton can try as much as he wants. He can't hit a fucking RKO on this guy because this guy, not only is he too fucking big and strong, he's smarter than he looks too. And the fact that he's with AJ, you know, like he's picking stuff up. And I think that's what makes it a lot of fun. And honestly, this match, see, I mean, Cena Reigns is hard to beat in terms of hype, but I've wanted to see, we've wanted to see this match for a while for a tag team that wasn't really a tag team and AJ and Omas, who we said, like, we're just waiting for them to fight RK bro. It's here now, man. I am so fucking hyped for this shit. I am so fucking hyped for it. We can get into the ins and outs of what actually happened on the show and how we got there. But to me, like, the reason why it's positive to me, this is where we want it to be. We're getting it. This match should probably kick off SummerSlam. That's a good point. Yeah, I didn't think I think it yet. should. Like, whether I think Randy's Orton's music should hit first, and this should kick off the show, I think would be the perfect fucking way to kick off the show. That's a good point. I, I, the I, Kevin I, Owens spot, as I like to call it. Kicking yeah, off the kick big out, shows. Get that big pop yeah. going, get everybody woken up. Yeah, no, I understand that. Uh, I wanted to specifically say this part where... There are two things that I wanted to say that I really, 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 really wanted to touch upon. Excuse me. If you look at this entire storyline just from Monday's perspective, this is what I want to tell people. When you look at the babyface side of storytelling, you need to look at these promos or, or this entire night as the way we do this program or the way they call a match, right? You get your, your shine, you know, your baby, you know, you get your heat, you get your, you know, hope, come back, finish, right? So you start at it and you look at it and you go, here it is, folks. This entire storyline. Oh, they're together. They're wonderful. They're doing well. Then we got the heat. He comes back, give him an RKO, boom, done. Right? Then there's that hope. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, maybe, maybe. Right? Riddle saying, I'm not giving up. I'm still going to be part of it. Right? Then there's a fucking comeback where they finally get on the same level. They shake each other's hands. It's even a fucking hug. Boom, you solidified it. And then the finish, boom, we're on to SummerSlam. They fucking win. That is a storyline. It's the same as a match. A promo and a match are the same thing on the Bibby side, right? You look on the heel side, why this is working? Go in reverse. They got the finish. AJ's like, I already fucking won the belt. I beat everybody. We beaten all of you we guys. We beat all too. you guys. We beat yeah. I beat you in singles competition. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then you go backwards, you got the comeback. He's getting his shit back. He's, he's looking better, right? And then you get to the hope. And it's just like, we don't need no fucking hope. We've already done it. And then you go backwards into the heat. He's getting his heat. And then the shine, he, he, does, he does say to stuff like, okay, the babies are starting to get momentum. They're going backwards. So it's always interesting to me when you look at something like that, the way they tell stories when they're working, when they're on all cylinders, it's just, it, it works. Somebody's got to win. Somebody's got to lose. But for some reason, when I'm watching this, I'm saying, this is so compelling to me. 
Granted, there are clunky things, as you said, but overall, I would have wanted the segment where they got back together to be more meaningful, and I think they kind of shanked that a little bit. Should have main evented the show, to be honest. Yeah. I could give two fucks about last year Goldberg. Sure. I'm not even going to talk about that today. Right. But no, I Goldberg. will say this much, that I, 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 I completely agree with you. However, the other thing that I wanted to point out, and I don't know if anybody's noticed this, and maybe it's just me. Maybe it was the lighting backstage. I have no idea. But if you look at Matt Riddle, He's actually trying to grow the facial hair like Randy Orton, which I was like, nobody's know if he can. No, 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 no. But it's funny to me. Like he's, he's trying to be more like Randy Orton without letting people know it. And the both of them with those like devilish facial hair things, I'll lose it. I'll fucking lose it. It'll look great. And it's, it's, it, it adds a layer of something when you look at it, it adds a layer of this entire thing. But I do agree with you. There wasn't a reaction in my opinion to me like a goosebumpy moment when they got back together. I thought it was kind of eh. But again, you, you get to Sunday, they win. We'll forget all about it. It'll be a big moment for as long as they need to have it. And that's how I feel about it. I'm with you. Okay. Anything else that's got you very, very excited on The Shine? The only thing that I have in The Shine, I'm just putting it here because I think that this is more of the stuff that I'm looking for is on SmackDown. We had, we've had a, like, even though Montez was out a long time, they've still been building the Street Profits sure. uh, Alpha Academy thing. It was never something that was going to pay off on a pay-per-view. But again, like, well, how do you make the TV episodes more meaningful? You have stuff kind of pay off there. The Street Profits finally beat the Alpha Academy. It's a, They'll probably fight again because it's WWE. But I just like it's one of those things. Like We don't always give them credit for having those second-tier feuds in women's and tag team. SmackDown usually does. And this, for the most part, throughout the whole process, if you look at it, like it was lower on the card, but it was an enjoyable little feud where like we all scoffed at the Otis having to embrace this character. But I think for what it is, he's done okay, and they've been a nice foil to the Street Profits who... We got to build that road back to the Usos. So how do you do it? You keep them relevant by having nice, meaningful segments with these guys, and they had a very good match. So shine to me. It is shine. I don't think there's very much anymore that I wanted to say specifically because I, I have a couple of things in mind that I want to talk about, but I think they're more of a disagreement for you and I. I think it's time to get heady. <laughs> get them off my TV. Get them off my TV. Get them off my TV. I'm going to start right here, and you're going to be rolling your eyes at me. Maybe not. I don't know. That contract signing at the end was just like on SmackDown. Like, huh? The one reason I will say this much. You have the whole contract signing part, and then the women coming in afterwards. I, I, I did made no sense to me whatsoever. And I was just like, why would... Why would Zelina Vega, why would Carmella align themselves with Sasha Banks? Explain to me, go. I can't. I literally, my notes say, Sasha br brings out witnesses in Mel and Zelina who act like lackeys. What do they get? Like, because here's the thing. They could explain it next week where sure. Sasha made the promises, yada, yada. But it's just like it was so odd, especially Sasha and Mella have immense history of despising each other. I mean, Zelina, like, whatever. But it just, it's... I don't know. I didn't like it either. It just didn't, it, it didn't, it didn't work. Again, I, this match, like this match was sold the second Sasha came back. I think honestly the build with the, in terms of the physicality, the fact that they've already fought, I'm okay with them getting physical. And the reason why I'm okay with it is because Sasha's fucking dominating her every time you see it. And she's like, she's just, Sasha's getting her edge back where she's not letting go. Like this is someone we've seen them. Like she even admits, she's like, I have immense respect for you. But Sasha's also like, I'm the boss for a reason. I want my fucking title. I don't care what I have to do to get it back, so I'm going to hurt you. So that part of it is good. But this extra shit on the side, like, yeah, it made no fucking sense. This is the part that drove me fucking bananas was just, you sit there a week ago and you have Zelina saying, I got next. And it was like, no, I got to wait till after SummerSlam to get next. And then now, if, if, if they're sliding in that whole thing next, this week where they say, 
Oh, by the way, if Sasha wins, Zelina's getting the first. Zelina already has supposedly the, the they next. Don't, they don't know what they're doing. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Yeah. It, it, if you're watching this, you're going, "Why are you insulting my intelligence? Why? Because it doesn't make any goddamn sense." They don't know what they're doing. This match was already sold, so it's like they're trying to like do stuff around it, but it's not consistent. It's Bells just, and whistles are too much for this. Yeah, too it, much it, for it. It doesn't it, need it. It's a rematch. That people, need it. people are going to be excited about it. They want a freaking ESPY. It doesn't yeah. need all the extra bananas. The, the first one we saw, like I said last week, it's still my match of the year as of this point. So. I, I just, it bothered me. It bothered me because I just didn't understand. And I, again, and people are going to be like, well, you just don't get the business, kid. And that's fine if you can explain it to me that way. But sometimes, here's the thing. No, no, you can get the business and still think it's fucking bad. Yeah. This, that was just bad. That was That's bad all television. That's it is. And it, like, hey, could they execute it better and maybe I wouldn't hate as much? Sure, but it just, it didn't make any sense. It's fine. And everybody's staring at Carmella. You know what I mean? I mean like, that, that's basically what it was. It was just like, you send Carmella out there, it's like, nobody's paying attention to everybody else. No offense. I'm just saying. I mean. Am I wrong? No, but I mean. I'd, I mean, especially with what, what, what she came out like, I was just like. Zelina, going Zelina's on? more my type. But no, yeah, I know, no, but I I'm saying, like, too. but you, you can't not, right? I mean, I mean, you have to acknowledge. You have to acknowledge her. Just like Roman Reigns, you got to acknowledge him. Acknowledge a lot of things. Yeah, well, keep it above the board. Anyway, um, what else has it got? Anything got you mad? I mean, we're, we're talking about the woman. I'll stick with the theme. Let's go to Raw. Yeesh. You want to talk about a fucking mess. So, of course, we knew we were going to get this. A Ripley, Nikki, one-on-one match. We knew Rerun! We, we knew Rhea was going to beat her clean because that's what right. they're doing. But they could, they, and they beat up Charlotte together. Being like, okay, perfect, whatever, that's fine. You set it up that they're going to team against stop. Charlotte. Just stop it. But what did we talk about there being a three-hour uh. show and them needing it? We have to go with a tag match. Like, we have to. They have to. Charlotte has to be on in another match. We felt like, oh, my God, we might have a week off where Charlotte doesn't have to wrestle. Thank God, because I saw your tweet. We talk about it every week. Like, make her special. Don't fucking have her fight. But it's like, okay. So Ripley already looked great, which is kind of what you need to build her back up as a true contender. Like Nikki's the champ, Charlotte's Charlotte. So all three going in, like you can make a case. Well, no, let's convolute it more. And let's not only have a tag match, but let's 50-50 book Rhea Ripley on the same fucking show. Like what? I feel like we've talked about this before with the Raw Women's Division. Because I feel like when Rhea and Charlotte were feuding, they were fighting like twice a week too. And 50-50 booking it. I just don't understand like why they thought this was a good idea. Like you have so many other things you could have used in that time on Raw and it would have been better for everyone, including them. Like this yeah. just, dude, it's just like, what are we doing? I mean, you could have had Monsoor have a longer match against Mace. Now I know someone might, might say, uh, are you fucking kidding me? But they went under three minutes for a job earlier. Put fucking Ricochet on my TV. Oh, by the way, you know whose birthday it was on Monday? Cedric Alexander. Put him on TV for his birthday. It's just, it's not that fucking hard. You could also put the Joe Stopper. He had his birthday the other day, so you yeah. want to say Joe, Joe Stopper. Joe Stopper versus Cedric. There you go. I don't know how well that would go for Joe Stopper, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, happy birthday, Joe. You just got to hope Cedric gets overconfident. Yeah, of course. You know, that's the way he's got to be. Anyway, but no, there's like, there's just random things. It's just like, so we can get to the carrying cross debate where now I think I've actually talked myself into believing that I'm wrong. But you are. But no, it's just, it, it is an odd thing. I think Guthrie's right. I can't believe I'm saying it because I was watching it going, he attacked Jeff Hardy. Then he beat Jeff Hardy and is a jobber alert. And uh, what, what do you do? What do you do? I'm wrong. I'm absolutely wrong. We did, it was nothing. This is like, I literally, you can listen to old episodes here and I have to say about this because nothing changed. They did the exact same thing. Who and, cares? And I don't it, care. Yeah. I don't care about Karrion Cross. I don't care about Jeff Hardy. His new music was cool. I'm done with it. Get him apart. You know what they're going to do though? They're going to fight again next week. So It's probably true with some type of whatever, but it is. It is what it is. I, I'm not necessarily in love with uh, Reggie in the park doing backflips. It felt like I was watching an episode of Looney Tunes. I'm not necessarily loving it. I like the idea. I like Reggie a lot. 
I didn't. I'm. I, this was shorter than I thought it was going to be when I because I was watching a little behind. I assumed it was going to be a longer segment. So actually, I don't mind them trying creative things with Reggie every week because he's such an anomaly of a performer that I think the the twenty four seven weirdly is something they can really maximize his strengths off of. So I'm willing to have them take more chances like this. Some can flop, some cannot. I'm mm-hmm. willing to to sit through them. I think, I think that it's definitely okay in certain aspects of what they do. But the on location of like I'm at a park, I don't believe any. I, like I know it's chicanery and and all Gaga and all that stuff, but I just don't. I don't believe any of it. I don't believe, and I know I'm not supposed to because I'm supposed to you know suspend my belief of everything. But like watching, watching the Looney Tunes in a park to me like that that to me was just like. And then of course they had the trampoline where he flipped over the car, which I was like, cool. We're not watching an action film, but that was pretty cool. I think they're running out of things to do with them already. Like, I really do. Like, on location, it's cool and all, and I did I ask for that. I think they're going to have more stuff like this. And like I said, I think there's going to be hits and misses. I'm all for it because what, what that title has gotten right. so fucking bad. Yeah. If you're going to keep it around, you got to try shit like I this. I will say this much. If they get to Las Vegas, which they will, it's a perfect opportunity to go to Cirque du Soleil. And that's where he's from. That makes now, if you sense. miss that, in fucking SummerSlam weekend, for me, folks... That's his bread and butter. That's where he crafted what he did. If they're not doing something with Cirque du Soleil Beatles and jumping over VW Bugs, that's a great show, by the way, if you're ever in Las Vegas. But I got to tell you, if they miss this opportunity, I'm going to be real pissed. And if somebody's not thinking about it, they should lose their job. Well, they listen to the show, so. They do listen to the show. So, guys, if you're listening to Creative, there's a free layup for you. If you don't score, it's your fault. We're pulling the goalie, for Christ's sake. It's right there. Just say it. Am I wrong? No, you're right. I agree. Then, then let's let make it happen. Yeah. You got four hours of fucking SummerSlam. If it's not there, somebody's going to know I'm going to angry too. in Vegas too? I don't think so. Okay. Because could, that could Maybe. definitely be a raw thing. But I could, I mean, SummerSlam always has those random segments. I think there'll be a Reggie segment on SummerSlam. So There should yeah. be. If only, if only on the pre-show. You got time. It'll be on the main card. It'll be like during the main event time, during a break to cool off the crowd a little bit. So... Okay, fine. Yeah. But I just came up. That isn't even a hope. That's a bonus yeah. hope. But there you go. I'm right about a lot of things, by the way. Yeah, because your hope is about fucking uh, Stanky and Mir. No, it's Veer. I know. I Fast said, I said their names right on purpose because you know why, Adam? They don't fucking matter. Who the no, fuck why? is Adam? You have these two big fucking goons who are intimidating. And what do you do? We already saw this match, first of all. They do Rerun. McIntyre beat them in about 15 seconds. It was pretty bad. Are you freaking kidding me? So if McIntyre can run through these two giant jobbers in two seconds, you expect me to believe that Jinder can beat him when he has a sword and Jinder doesn't have his two fucking binkies? They just they unsold this match for me. Good job, Raw. You suck. You also buried these two fucking guys. That's true. But I, I also, can't take them seriously So here's, here's the thing, though. I think you need to have these guys lose a bunch because if the, so here's the thing. If you had the the Bollywood twins do this entire job right here, you'd say their match would have lasted longer. No, but I'm just saying, if you had done that, you'd they feel the same that. way. No, because these two guys are big, intimidating things. I I would expect like if you're gonna have this match again, at least like are you gonna put you for three hours first of all? We but there talked. were stakes. No, no, at no, least no, there no, were no. stakes. I know, but we already. I'm, that's not the point of what I'm trying to make here. We've already wasted, we've talked about all the waste of time there on this show. Why not make this match a little longer and have McIntyre look in peril? You have two big fucking behemoths. 
that could just beat up Drew McIntyre, whether it's for five minutes and then he pulls out his little whooshing bullshit. But it was literally get in the rain, fucking dead, dead, over. Like it wasn't, it was like you might as well put fucking me and you out there with our hands tied behind our back because all that was is just like, Mac, like it just, it, I don't know. It's when they do shit like this, it's frustrating because it's like, okay, they, you just told me these guys don't matter. If they want to give us a $500 payday, I'd gladly job out to a sword. I'd get cut for it, sir. Absolutely. It's not absurd at all. Where are you getting cut for 500 bucks? Because that's not a lot of money. Well, I'm not Val Venus, choppy choppy your pee-pee, but I'm just going to say here, I, you know, you can get you can get nicked, right? You, you can get lose, stabbed. You want to lose a finger? No, but I mean, like, you know, I mean. Lose a you, phalange? But like, you know. I have you, a baby toe I could do without it. You could like. you could do a baby toe? Yeah. Okay, well. Two uh, grand. You can take my baby toe. No, they're not going to give you two grand for a baby toe. If, if, what is this, if, the black market? If, if they actually cut off a part of my body, I'm getting at least two grand. Two grand? Yeah. What, are they going to put you on ice? Take a kidney? Not what are they going to do? No, they're taking a baby toe for two grand. Two grand? Yeah. I think you're, val- for someone that doesn't like feet, you're overvaluing feet. I'm just saying. Uh, if I'm giving them the whole foot, it better be 20 grand. Nobody wants your foot. Exactly. Neither Nobody. But if they're just going to cut you, just graze you a little bit, if that's like $500. If they want to have a scene where he used this schlani sword to cut off part of my body. He's not, no, 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 no. This is a misunderstanding. You can't, you can't amputate anybody on television. Cut off my toe on television. That's not a real thing they can do. That's a pretty good deal. Nobody is going to take you up on that offer. That's a pretty good deal. That is not a good deal. That's Who needs it? Deal. But if here's the thing. If you don't need a pinky toe, why would anybody want it? Because they'd have the visual of Drew McIntyre actually using the sword and bringing bodily harm to someone. Yeah, but on it. Two uh, grand. Pin me, how pay much, me, baby. How, how much is Wrap that? Wrap it up. How much would the big so, toe be? I'm just curious. I don't want to lose my big no, toe. No, but I I'm asking. I'd, I'd have bad balance without my big no, toe. No, I understand that. But if someone could talk you into a money, like how much money would it take for the big toe? Minimum 10. Grand. Really? Probably you think 15. your big toe is worth 10 grand? I, but I, to me it is. So I ain't fucking, if they're wanting to offer me less, they're not taking How my big toe. How often do you use your big toe? That's Big toe is very important for balance, Adam. Who the fuck is Adam? You. As someone who has very good balance, I would like to keep my good balance. I don't have good balance anymore. That's what happens problem. when you hit 35. Yeah. It's awful. I don't know how we got on this topic. Oh, slow. Yes, long your sword. Sorry. I don't know how we get on any topics. But if they just grazed you? That wouldn't, that wouldn't, that's like $500. You're going to graze me with that thing? That thing better be dull as it's fuck. It's probably dull. Who's going to sharpen a knife or let alone a sword? You know how hard that would be to, start to sharpen a sword like that? It's, it's huge. Probably already pretty sharp. I doubt it. I doubt it. It was highly. in Vince McMahon's office. I could see him having interns sharpen it for him all that's day. That's not in his office. It was. That's where it came from. Really? It was hanging in Vince's office and he took Where'd it off. Where'd you like, learn that? Uncle Dave? There was an article written about it and there was like literally like, they, he looked at it as well and he was like, this would look cool in Drew's entrance. A genius, actually. Okay. Yeah. Vince is a genius. Yeah, okay. Keep telling yourself that. He is, with many things. <sighs> Anything else that got you very upset? I mean, there's things we haven't talked about, but unless you want to talk about them, I don't care. I mean, there's a lot that we can get into. I mean, but here's I, something Here's something I want to bring I up. I still very want close. to step on your comeback. Uh, I'm sure you're going to anyway. Here's something I want to say specifically. I really like the Monsoor storyline that's going on. I did not like when they did the picture-in-picture promo because I felt like Ali was pretending to be somebody instead of being authentic. And I thought this is the first time in the while where I, I was taken aback and I was turned off by it. I didn't like it at all. Uh, and of course we got the rerun of, you know, the whole like, you know, Ali helping Mansoor win, which is fine. It's, it, it is what it is. They need to get them away from Tabar. But they need, yeah, they need to find somebody else to fight. They need to fight, fight Shelton, fight Cedric, find Ricochet. I don't care who it is. Don't fight Ricochet. Anybody. Actually, I would love to see Ali versus Ricochet. Yeah. Ali versus Ricochet versus Cedric triple threat match. 
<laughs> okay, well, you're having a moment to yourself, and I gotta check your hands later. That's gonna be weird. Right, hands, are, hands are in the sky. Hands for Jesus. All right. Anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah, that we can talk about a little thing and a lot of things, but let's just move on to the program where I think we're gonna get hopeful. Glorious. You're my only hope. Would you like to go first? Sure. So, know what's funny about my hope? I, I have been slacking the last couple months of not preparing hopes, and this week I had one. It actually came to me over the weekend. I physically wrote it down. And then I went in our uh, Knocker Staff Twitter chat yesterday, <laughs> and that motherfucking ray of sunshine motherfucker literally typed out what my hope was going to be. So for the boys in the chat, you won't be surprised because Ray already wrote it. Ray blew his load. Ray blew my load for me. That Dude. sounded really weird. That is a weird But thing. yeah, my hope is about the Money in the Bank contract and Baron Corbin. And I thought Ray literally said, he said it in short words, I'm going to say it in a lot more because... I get to talk, so I can, you know, really extrapolate, baby. Extrapolation. So, as we've mentioned, I keep wanting to call him Ken Corbin. I get used to call him Baron Corbin again. Baron Corbin stole Biggie's briefcase. So that means, technically, I mean, I guess in the world of WWE, since you can have someone sign a contract, their name isn't on, and be on it. If you're holding the briefcase, then I guess you're the money in the bank holder. So, could it be for the second year in a row, someone who didn't win the actual match cash in? The Money in the Bank contract like the Miz did last year? Oh, my God. Miz and Corbin in back-to-back years. That's like my wet dream. Um, Moist. My moist dream. (laughs) Moist. Moist. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I missed that opportunity. That's good. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, so Corbin could theoretically on Friday or Saturday come out, say, you know, Reigns wins the title, Corbin cash and win. But I don't know. The reason why this hope is good, the reason why it's good is because do you remember how Baron Corbin was cost his Money in the Bank contract a few years ago? I believe Cena. Cena, the ultimate taker away or ever. Is that cost, a word? I just made it a word. Okay. So put it in the thesaurus. Dictionary. All of them. All the above. I'd like to know what a synonym of that would be. Cinnamon. cinnamon. Um, Corbin was cost. His contract and his chance of being a world champion. I remember I came on this program every week and I was so happy because I'm like, Baron Corbin's going to be a world champion. Then that motherfucker, Master of Thugonomics, cost him and Baron Corbin did not become a world champion. Well, he could now. So you know what would be the ultimate revenge? Fucking Cena breaks the record. He's celebrating. Out comes Mustard Stain Corbin and he cashes in and he beats John Cena to become the new WWE Universal Champion. Oh my God, that would be poetic justice. Corbin isn't going to get poetic justice. That's why this is in the hope because Corbin ain't done being a sad sack. This would be too good of an ending for my poor chap. But you know what? That's why I put it in the hope because it would be a lot of fun. And it makes so much fucking sense. The other biggest Corbin mark in the world besides me is Ray Ray. So I, that, that's why I wasn't surprised we're on the same page with this. But I think it's a damn good hope. So uh, shout out Ray Ray for coming up with the same idea when we didn't even talk about it. So hashtag JC knows. Hashtag JC's hopes come true. Hashtag Ray Ray also knows. Hashtag Ray Ray's hopes also come true. Okay. There it is. You good? I guess. Okay. I could talk about Corbin all day. I know you could. So I, ha- I had two hopes. And one was one was involving a doll, and the other one was not involving a doll. So I feel like I shouldn't upset you with the doll talk, so I'm going to go with something else. The doll was in my hope last week. So. I know, I know, I know. So here's here's what I really want. I could give you both, but... Here, Do it. Okay. We, we're not going to go in two hours this when week. When we you wish upon a star. All right, so here we go. Uh, so my hope, very quickly, I'll do two two quick ones. First off, when I was watching it this week where, you know, Drew Drop was going to get the doll, didn't get the doll whole thing, all I could think about was she's going to get the fucking doll. She's going to steal a fucking doll. Then Eva Marie is going to have this fucking doll, right? And she's going to look at it, 
And if you watch closely at what Dewdrop did, Dewdrop did a great job, by the way. Her face was like frozen and twitching from staring at the thing. I thought that was great. So great job for Piper doing a wonderful job in this kind of weird storyline. Her name is Dewdrop. Dewdrop, excuse me. I'll have to see her <laughs> license to see if that's true. However, I just got to say this much. It's very much alarming to me that uh, they kind of went in that entire direction. But what I was thinking about was what I love to see was we talk about Eva Marie making people, oh, you know, whether it's do drop, she's going to get over. She could potentially help Alexa Bliss in this character, I think, as well. What I think would be interesting, too, is she's been all red everything. She's been all pink everything, essentially. What I would like to see is that the doll takes over Eva Marie and you get a wholesale change where Eva Marie is exactly the same as Alexa Bliss, same outfit, blonde hair, and then all that is going to happen where they're going to be skipping together, they become tag team champions, and it's going to be a whole thing. And I think JC just had to... It's a little hot in here. Yeah, you want to put on the AC? Turn on the AC, Yeah, that's what I want. That's my hope. Now to bring you back down to reality. Oh, my word. Yeah. So then she'd be all blonde everything, so then you're going to have too many blondes. But I mean, the two of them together, that's tag team. So that's what... But she'll be under the trance with the goth-looking thing and the whole thing. That that was my one thing when I saw that. I went... That's going to happen. Here's my other hope. Shinsuke Nakamura almost gets my comeback for being IC champion. However, here's what I want, folks. I want Shinsuke, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura to get the New Japan treatment. I want him to be having the Boogs, having the McAfee, all that stuff. But I want right now, here's a quick hope. Just is what it is. Nothing special. Now that you have him, now that he's got Boogs, please don't forget about the Intercontinental Championship. Just highlight it every friggin' week. Doesn't have to be championship material every week, but highlight him create that entrance, even give him that Statue of Liberty entrance that he had in New Japan with the giant crown, the whole thing. That's what I want because the IC Championship, Apollo did a great job. We remembered that it was awesome. Apollo has kind of fallen off, not his fault, but I will say this much, Nakamura needed a shot in the arm after that King thing, had it with Boogs, and he's kind of fallen off. Now the IC Champion, please don't forget the IC Champion exists because honestly, Sheamus isn't forgotten. Let's not forget the IC Championship because it's the best one that can we, we remember as kids. It's the one everybody wants. But for some reason, on this program, it's non-existent. So that's my hope. Yeah, Two they, hopes. They really did fuck that up. I felt so bad for Apollo because that it had a lot of momentum going into and exiting WrestleMania, and then it just kind of did it. And I'll be honest, and it's weird for me to say this because it's for someone, I think, that oozes charisma with everything he does without speaking in Nakamura. He has not excited me in years. And even this current thing with Boogs, like, I don't know. I'm just not into it. You don't sound very into it right now. No. You sound like you're comfortable and not I bothered. Felt, you like know you're what happened when he won the title? I felt nothing. But that's not his fault. That's their fault. That's his. Uh, it's all of it. No, I, 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 I don't energy. disagree. Because even, even people that they drop the ball on, sometimes I still feel things. But I just, I don't, I don't know. I guess I just don't like the direction of this character. Again, because I think Nakamura is amazing and immensely talented, but... I just haven't, I feel like we've been going through the motions with him for a long time. And this is I definitely, an, I, I, I think, a change. I just, I don't know, for me, for me personally, it just it doesn't do much for me, which is a shame. So. Yeah, but there's nobody on the roster that could be IC champion right now that you would get excited about. The Miz. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Every time the Miz has held the IC championship, he's been the best thing on the show. Okay. Okay. Fine. I'll give you that one. Anybody else that you're excited about if they won the IC championship? Roman Reigns. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. He doesn't lower himself the IC title now. Whoa. Hey, I'm just saying that's what he said. He said Whoa. it's lower than he said it was lower, not me. Whoa. Whoa. I'm right. The, no. the IC championship is the problem. No, Sometimes I, the guy I, makes no, the belt. I love the IC championship. I do too. The, the guy makes every belt. The belt isn't cool on its own. No, the belt makes the people Then sometimes. why was the WWE championship the worst championship when fucking Drew McIntyre held it? 
That's that's Another, debatable. It's, that's it's debatable. The belt. You say this shit all the time. It's a fucking prop, bro. I understand that, but yes, sometimes the belt makes people. There's mystique behind all of them. We only choose to recognize the mystique when we think it's going good. The United States Championship is fucking lame. But when it's being held by someone who's cool and having fun, they're like, "Oh my god, every Hall of Famer's held this. It's so cool." Cena had a spinner, but like when it's being like just regular, no, it's the fucking worst championship. Fuck out of here. I disagree with you. I think that it depends on the person. It depends on the person. No shit. The person makes the belt. No, but sometimes the belt can make the person. The per- it can help the person. But no, it can make the person depending on what it is. This could here. help Nakamura. That's all I'm saying. You're you're absolutely insane. You're I think we're arguing insane. the same thing, but for different ways. Maybe we are. I don't know. We're not. not we're not listening to each other. We're just know. yelling. Just, yeah, I like yelling at you. You're an idiot. But we agree. Yeah, Nakamura needed to change. Still sucks though. Uh, you're going to get a lot of hate for that one. I, I know. I, I said it right when I said it. Again, I love Nakamura. I think he's amazing. Like, I think I wish they'd just let him fucking be himself. They made, but he is more himself now than he know, has been. I, I still think everything, they, they feel like they manufacture his gimmicks too much. It's a WWE thing. They do it with a lot of things. But with him, it just comes off lame. Maybe he's just not supposed to be in the WWE. Maybe Boogs is lame. How dare you? Boogs is the best thing about the that. The only reason they're killing Elias is because they think they have a new musical guy in Boogs. But Boogs couldn't even fucking hold Prime Elias's jockstrap. If here's the thing, who's a better wrestler in your opinion? I have no idea. I've never seen Boogs wrestle. You've never seen Boogs wrestle? No, not when, on NXT. I mean, he did, but it was like two second matches. I don't remember that. I would, I would put my money down right now, saying that Boogs is a better wrestler than it's Elias. Pretty safe bet. I could look at the fucking chair and say it's a better wrestler. So you're than gonna Elias. tell me that based on that, Elias has has been played out though. It doesn't matter, like. So yeah, it's been played out. So let's bring in a guy who's less good at it. To but do it's it. that's not that's not true. Do you know how hard know. that song is to shred, buddy? Do you know how hard that is? Here's something I'll say about Elias. Although very talented musically, those songs were very easy to play. Yeah, but I'm not talking about musical talent. I'm talking that's what about, you just said. I'm talking about his ability in front of a fucking crowd. The gimmick. It was fucking magic. What? But, Elias was magic. But then he fell off. Yeah, he did. So they replaced him with a guy who's less talented who uh, does it in Pat McAfee. The only reason this shit's over is because Pat McAfee's fucking amazing. He means more to Nakamura than the fucking belt. Boom, roasted. Let's go to the comeback. That You can't disagree with that. McAfee's got him more over is than that Is McAfee belt more over than no, Nakamura? No, I, said, I said McAfee's got Nakamura more over than that but belt. But that's his could. job. I know. So that's how is why that? he's so fucking good at it. But now, but here's the thing. But scheduling on television, you you want to see Nakamura now because no. you want to see what McAfee and Books do. Do I? I don't though. Still, I think McAfee's amazing. So if that if you've never saw Boogs and Nakamura again, you think Pat Matt, Pat McAfee would care? I think he would care. Of course he would. He'd bring it up, but he'd get excited about something else because he's good at his job. This is a weird conversation. Yeah. This is a very odd conversation. My comeback is something very specific, folks. I can't believe we didn't bring it up. Chad Gable brought back a towel. How did yeah, we not did. see that? That was exciting to me, which means there's a glimmer of hope, folks. Because if that towel, it, they didn't really play with it. It was a, it, I don't know if you saw it, but it was ready, willing, and Gable, it said. There was not an Alpha Academy towel yet. OG NXT people, but, like, you know that gets our panties wet. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was so excited when I saw that. I thought to myself, it's a specific comeback, and I think it gives me hope to go, I really do think that Chad Gable, legitimately, look at it this way. Chad Gable and Otis are going to get shipped to Raw. They're going to get a shot at those titles. They are. Because SmackDown. Okay, bro. I think so. Riddle and Gable, Orton and Gable. Yeah. Riddle and Otis interact. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that could work. Yeah. I, I like think that, that could work. I like that a lot. So I think that's why we're headed in that direction. Was the towel red? It was white. Ooh, his old towel was red. I know. It was white with blue lettering and a little bit of red. 
So I'm excited for this because here's the thing. So American. Yeah, well, yeah, he's Alpha Academy. He's fucking Olympian. Yeah, he's a fucking fucking Olympian. <laughs> he didn't have to fucking lose with a broken neck, but he fucking... Broken he freaking neck. Broke Say it right. Sorry, sorry, whatever. Either way, that's my comeback because I saw the towel. I got excited. I like it. My comeback's even better because Christian Cage is once again a world champion. Like I said, this caught me by surprise. That fucking belt fucking hoarder, Kenny Omega, finally agreed to drop one. Freaking asshole uh but apparently he refused to drop oh here we night, go which is hilarious here we go it's not about him it's here about we christian go. cage because you know what i love christian and as much as i get on the geriatric jobbers and whatever it's still so cool but he's a jobber it's so, he's a geriatric he's jobber. undefeated he's a geriatric so. jobber he's not uh, he's not because here's the difference what's the difference how long was that match nestle it was like a half an hour. How fucking good was that match? It this was a good motherfucker match. can still go. And even I was like, I much like to shit on Edge. Edge can still fucking go too. It is fucking incredible that these two guys overcame their injuries, can get back in a ring and still do it at a high level. I fucking love that. They deserve praise. Christian is one of the most underrated wrestlers of all time. I fucking love him. I'm happy for him. It's so cool that he is a world champion again. It was an awesome moment for him. It was a great way to kick off Rampage. He deserves it. I. It's kind of crazy that now we're heading into the AEW world title match. We've already seen these guys have a real match. It's weird, but I also... It's crazy because in terms of they made it the storyline of Christian's going to steal all those titles, I think it's kind of cool. But yeah, I mean, honestly, for a match that I wasn't really excited for at All Out, Christian showing he could beat him... I'm kind of interested in that now. So good job, Christian. You made Kenny Omega relevant. Wow, I don't think that's even something you can say. But I just said it. How? How? Here's here's the thing I'm I'm concerned with is you're gonna say to me specifically that uh, Christian Cage is not a geriatric jobber. At what point, like, are you? Do you have an age cutoff for a geriatric jobber? No, it's I, when I watch you and I don't think you should be wrestling anymore. Christian, like I said, has fucking shown he can still go and still do it better than majority of those people in the back. He can hang with any of them. He makes people better. He's willing to put his body on the line. He still goes at a high level. Outwork everyone. He ain't Ron. You know that motherfucker's been working hard. He's got a lot to prove. Christian has always had a chip on his shoulder, massive chips, and it makes him better, and it's fucking great. They'll probably, maybe in a few years, if he starts to tail off and start wrestling like Jericho, then you can call him that. But you know what? I also, I'm not against Jer seeing Jericho wrestle sometimes because I think he still has stuff to bring. But Christian, and it's in a different category. You can put Edge in this category, too. I think more of the reason we're on him is because I didn't fucking need 20-minute promos and boring shit and yada, yada, yada. But Christian, like, he came back. He just quietly won matches. He didn't immediately get a title shot. He had to work up and earn it. And here we are. He's 47 years old, That's by the way. fine. That's fine. You call him 47 old? I'm just asking where the geriatric jobber it's thing not, lies. It's not a number. It's not a number. But if you had to guess. Age is just a number. I understand so you that. You can't put a label on it. Okay, that's great. When you're looking for love, you can use that excuse. But I'm asking you right now specifically, if you had to guess, is 50 the geriatric jobber age? It could be. But some 50-year-olds are going to be a lot better shaped than other 50-year-olds. Are you going to get on the Tom Brady no, here. I mean it's one of the, I mean that's one of those things we can call Tom Brady that he's fucking old as shit. But guess what? The motherfucker just won a Super Bowl at the highest level. Christian's at the same thing. Christian's the Tom Brady of wrestling. Oh Boom. god, you must damn it! Kind of toast oh kind Jesus of Christ! Wear some Crocs, baby. Let's go, go. I, I don't know how to respond to that. You shouldn't. All right, big finish. That's where we're gonna uh, well, go. Well, it's funny we say big finish, but it's gonna take us a while to finish All because right. we got SummerSlam, we got NXT Takeover, we got a big week on AEW. Fuck NXT has two title matches. Where would you like to start, Adam? Uh, who the fuck is Adam for two hundred? And I would say let's start over on AEW. So AEW has a big week on Dynamite. They have a title match between the Young Cucks defending their tag team titles against Jurassic Express. Is this the end of the Cucks? No, never. Yeah, didn't think so. Didn't think so. I just, I'm sick of them. Um, next up, we have 
one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Sean Spears versus Sammy Guevara in their blow-off. I mean, Sammy, they really feel like they're trying to push this baby face baby to the moon, so I feel like he's going to win. Hey, Sean Spears is a great loser. He loses like anybody he else. He might be one of the him. best losers, and that's a and I'm not saying compliment. he's a loser. I'm just saying he knows no, how to take an L credibly. So yeah. I will give it to Sammy Guevara. Then, Stain. I believe this is his first TV first match. First TV match in like 14 years, 17 years, 100 years, whatever You know it why is. this is good? How is he not a geriatric jobber? What he is, but what type of match is this? It's a tag match. What type of tag match? Tornado tag There man. you go. Yes. So what does that mean? It's just like when we saw the, the fight in the fucking warehouse against Team Taz. They protect him. It was just like, what is the best Undertaker match we've seen? It's a boneyard match. Was this fucking tag team match with Drew McIntyre? You know why it's good? Because that's how you protect him. Your boys 2.0 taking on Darby and Sting. I mean, you talk about lovable losers. Oh yeah, they're fucking great at losing too, and they're yeah. gonna put these guys over hard. I cannot wait for this matchup specifically for 2.0 because I know specifically they they are gonna be like, I've wanted to work with Sting my entire life. They're getting a chance to work with Sting. They're gonna be kids in a candy store. They're gonna eat this shit up. I think Sting knows exactly how to be campy, but not too over campy. I think that's gonna work. Darby Allen. Has impressed me as of late. He's got a lot of momentum going on. He's got that Jeff Hardy factor. So I'm starting to fall in love with Darby Allen in a certain aspect. And I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Then what I assume is the main event is the five labors of Jericho are allegedly coming to the M. MJF takes on Jericho, but guess what, Nestlemania? No Judas anywhere in this. Jericho's going out there naked, but they're literally doing this so the crowd will just sing his entrance. And so we kind of talked about this before. They're having this match now as opposed to All Out. I still think there's going to be something at All Out, but uh, Jericho's probably going to win this, right? I would say no. You think MJF's going to win? So here's what I... Th- well, let me say this much. Here's what I think is going to happen. Obviously, the whole thing of, like, the crowd's going to sing for him, although I think that's ridiculous. I think they're all going to remember the lyrics because when they get to the... the Unless they're going to, like, bobbing head karaoke it on the they, screen for they, people. People have been screenshotting them and, like, saying, like, print these out pretty much. Yeah. So they're going to be handing them out. Sure, sure, back. sure, sure. So that's cool. That'll be a cool moment. Um... But the other thing that I think will happen is Jericho will hit the Judas effect with a referee down. And then, of course, he'll win. They'll reverse the decision. MJF will win. And then they'll, still, they'll have some blow off probably at All Out or something. That's what I think we're going to end up having. That'd be kind of a letdown. But I know, it but makes, I think it makes booking it makes, sense. It makes bro- booking sense. It's a because, very yeah. WWE way to book this. So. I think that, the, that that's in your court, Tony Khan. I don't, I, I don't necessarily agree that that's the way it should happen. If, if the five labors happen, I think it's kind of eh. Like, to me, there's not enough stipulation to me. Like, there's got to be more to it. Yeah. There has to be more to there it. There absolutely is more to, to it. Um, hopefully it's not what you said, because although I think you're right, I don't like it. I'm um, always right. Rampage. I don't know what's booked, but Nestlemania, they're in Chicago. So that leads us to the inevitable question. Is it clobbering time on Friday? If it is, they're going to make you wait the whole night. <laughs> or they'll start it's off with it. It's only 10 p.m. on a Friday, and a brand new show. Uh, yeah. But it's in Chicago. It and is in Chicago. The rumors are rampant. If if you've been on the internet, it'd be hard not to see them. I I look at. I've been saying this about CM Punk for over a decade. I'll believe it when I see it. He's but he's clearly doing something. But I don't know. I just it just feels. I just can't believe it till I see it. That being said, like I I wouldn't be stunned if he came out. Yeah. I mean, they they did make the comment about the best in the world. So let's think about this for a second with, oh, with they've Darby been Allen. Teasing it hard. So Darby Allen wins that matchup. What's to say that Daniel Bryan doesn't come out? Is that a good enough surprise? I don't know. Well, he's rumored to come out on an NYC show in September, so. So we'll see. But how do these people know this? Like, they're just taking a, they're taking a general idea of, of what could possibly AW happen. AEW has leaks, just like anything, you know? Like, WikiLeaks, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know. I'm a, look, I'm, a, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a big CM Punk guy, so. I am too. He's a fucking amazing. But, so here's the thing. 
If he happens, the fanboy me is going to lose my shit. That's just who it is. But from a perspective of looking at it from like, you know, hindsight, I guess after the fact, well, when we look at it, I'm going to bet more than anything. I'm going to be slightly disappointed because I don't know how you're going to, here's, here's what I, I, here's my, here's my nervousness of it all. Is he going to be strictly, you know, top level guy? Is he going to help out younger guys? Because if it's just him in the main event, him in the main event, him in the main event, yeah, it could be good for Kenny Omega. It could be good for other people. Kenny Omega doesn't need him. They'll definitely would fight, but I don't know. The one I, it's the same. This is kind of the same. I want him to kind of be like how they're using Edge now, which is how I wanted Edge originally. Treat him like a fucking title. And that doesn't mean he has to lose, but it's just like CM Punk can feud with anyone on that roster, and it might be the biggest match on the card, even if you have an amazing title match because it's CM Punk. He's that level, and that's kind of how I felt about Edge. That's why I think I was so frustrated with him needing to be in the title picture because I didn't think he needed that. This Edge-Seth Rollins feud is fucking perfect. A CM Punk versus, like, Hainman Page, not for the title? Oh, my fucking God. Like, yeah. that would be fine. Will he get a title shot and win at some point? Yeah. I would. I don't think he's coming back to not be the best in the world. That's kind of the, his thing his whole career is that he felt he should never not be the champion. Wanted to make it, like, and as you should if you're a competitor, but... So I don't know. I feel like there has to be some middle ground. Mm-hmm. At least so, to start. At least to start. Something else just popped into my brain, and I'm sure other people have already thought of this, but it's it, something that I, I literally just forgot about everything. Everything that went down where he went out of the WWE was because he was on a podcast with Cole Cabana. Cole Cabana is no longer friends with CM Punk. I don't know if they are or not. I don't know. But now that Colt works with AEW, I'm, I, it's just one of those things where I'm like, do you call attention to it? Are They, they were friends for so long. And so hopefully something's patched up because they were great together. There's something like that that could be fun and replicated. I don't know. But there again, you get excited about these things. And that's what wrestling's uh, about when you get excited about it. There's nothing these about Colt Cabana that excites me. Really? Honest, yeah. That's upsetting me because I think Colt Cabana is one of the best entertainers that they've ever had. Yeah. On AEW, I don't think he's done shit, though. And that's fair. He's that's like fair. A but I think Marshall of the Dark Order. Oh, wow. You're going to tell me that 10 isn't? Or, or I mean, uh, I, I, for the most Silver part, and the other guy aren't? The Dark Order did nothing for me until fucking. Hangman, like, right? Well, Hangman and. Hangman Anna, did it for Anna. you. Hangman Anna, did it for Anna you. Anna J. The new AJ. I just realized that. She's the new AJ. Wow, I really have a thing for AJs, huh? Um, yeah. Well, if she comes back, then it'd be AJ versus AJ. Between them. Between the boys. Hit the AC, damn it. The AC died again. All right, we need to move on. Yeah, okay. NXT. Um, we'll go this, for this. On, on Wednesday, they have two title matches MSK against Imperium. MSK is going to win. Probably be a banner match. Kushida versus Strawn. Who cares, in my Strong opinion? Strawn might actually win this. Strong could win, but I don't care. I don't. I, the, here's the thing. That's I think they've cool. ruined. I think they've ruined the cruiserweight championship a while back. Nobody can really resurrect that, in my opinion. In the end. Wow, that's kind of mean. Um, do we want to run through Takeover quick? We got to take predictions, don't we? Yeah, let's do it. Two out of three falls match. Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole, baby. The internet is uh, very hot and bothered about this too, because allegedly. Adam Cole's extension of his contract ends after this match. So what's going to happen? Does he get called up and re-signed? Does he go to AEW? Nobody knows, but Fall 1 is a traditional wrestling match. Boring. Fall 2 is a street fight. A little better. And Fall 3, really boring. Steel Cage. This match is probably going to kick ass because these guys are amazing. NXT always does a great job. But when two out of the three Fall stipulations are fucking lame like that, it takes me out of it a little bit. But I just feel like this is putting to put Kyle on a pedestal. Because Adam's moving on, so he can take the L. He's going to Raw, SmackDown, or AEW. So you're opinion. saying that we both agree, oh, oh, O'Reilly. O'Reilly. Auto parts. Yeah. Yeah. 
We're actually sponsored by O'Reilly, so there you go. Oh, sweet. That's for Guthrie, although I don't think he's with O'Reilly. Anyway, that's another point, and to himself. Go ahead, keep going. Next up, singles match for the million-dollar championship. If Grimes loses, DiBiase must become Knight's butler. I feel like this storyline has to pay off soon, as fun as it's been. I don't think they can stretch it out more, so give me Cameron Grimes. I don't disagree with you. I think Grimes, it's his times, and he's ready to go, and he's like, to the moon, baby. And also, I don't think he's going to... Can you get more sympathy with, with the Million Dollar Man being the butler? Maybe. I I don't know. It'd be fun, I think, for a week or two, but it's just it's too played out. I think they got to end it Well, it's good. Okay. Next up, a singles match for the NXT Women's Championship. I've literally not cared about Raquel Gonzalez's reign until now because this is the match I've been waiting to see. Raquel's going to win, but uh, I'm excited to see how Dakota does in a big spot. You ready for this? Yes. I don't care. I don't. Uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing I have to say, Matt. I, I, I love Dakota Kai. I was a big Raquel, you know, honk. But she's got she's taking way too many pictures on Instagram. Her work's falling off, and she's screaming like she's doing promos on you know day one one hundred one. I am no longer a Raquel fan. Raquel's gonna win, but I I yeah. want I want Dakota to win. Congratulations, Raquel Gonzalez. You've just been uncursed. So uh, to the moon with her, as they'd say. But Next. but we both said Raquel. Yeah. Okay. Of course. Next up, a singles match that, according to Wikipedia, will not be the main event. Singles match for the NXT Championship. Um, fucking lame boy and his hot his hot wife, Scarlett, uh, take on Samoa Joe. Uh, Nestlemania, there is no fucking reason to keep carrying Cross on NXT when he has already been on Raw. You got to get Scarlett up there with him. Samoa Joe is going to become an NXT Championship. So, yeah, they're going with that youth movement everyone's been talking about. That youth movement, that Joe. I picked Joe, too, because I just want to see Joe win again and wrestle and do things that are cool. The end. Cool. Next up, we have a singles match for the NXT United Kingdom Championship. This is a rematch. Walter has literally been unbeatable. This is the one guy where people thought might have a chance. Uh, they kind of fucking did not do a good job with the NXT last week because he's taken an L when the first time a lot of people have met him, which was weird. Um, Ilya Dragunov is his name, by the way. Uh... I just I feel like this is the the first time I've ever thought for a second Walter might lose, but I'm gonna pick Walter. I figured you would. This is the only thing we're gonna disagree on. I'm picking Dragonoff because here's the thing. It's the first time I think it makes sense. I think I think he. What else can Walter do? Like just he, keep winning. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> think here here's here's the thing, folks. You want to talk about wetting your appetite? He loses this one. Joe versus Walter. There you go. People are gonna want to see Joe versus Walter. Some people are really gonna say our boy, our boy Wes on Twitter would love that. You know what I mean? That's that's what you got to do, folks. He, he here's the thing, not that the UK brand is gonna die, but what else can Walter do for the UK brand? He needs to be over here. He needs to be over here to be a bigger star. I don't disagree. His fucking faction's been over here for like a year, or so. So I'm just saying, I, I believe this has got to be it. This has to be it. If it's not, I'll be shocked. I'll well, be shocked. We'll find out on Sunday, which is weird to say. Takeovers on Sunday, SummerSlam. Bam, 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 bam. SummerSlam is on Saturday, and that's right. The wait is over. Jobberknocker.com. That's the website. You can find all the links to the podcast. Like, subscribe, download, five stars, five flames. We also have a ton of shit. Can I announce the new thing now? Is it official? Uh, it's officially Yeah, out. our boy TJ, formerly of NXT fame, will be writing about Reign of Honor. His first article is up now or will be up by today or tomorrow. So check that out. Impact with our boy Dami Feds. NXT with our boy Dami Feds. AEW with the Joe Stopper. New Japan with SSJ. Pegasus. He's actually up right now. It went up an hour. It's up right now. So by the time you're hearing this, it's up. Check it out. tpublic.com just slash Jobberknocker. Buy the merch. Twitter, yada, yada, yada. At Jobberknocker on Facebook and Instagram as well. Uh, the boys Jesus. were in the comments section. Tweet during SummerSlam, which we're getting to right now with our 10 matches book. Tweet at us during the show because most of us will be watching. Not all of us. Most of us. Hey, I'll tell you this much. This Saturday night, Proving Ground presents Ultimate Alliance. 
at the PBD Black Box in PBD, Massachusetts. I know I'm going to be there calling commentary. I know my boy, the Joe Stopper, and Dommy Feds are going to be there. There's a cash bar. There's a lot of fun. It's going to be AC. Yeah, if you want to watch SummerSlam, go watch SummerSlam. If you want a little independent wrestling on Saturday night, Come on down to Peabody. We're going to have a lot of fun. SummerSlam will be for the, you there on Sunday. It's the pregame for NXT TakeOver. Yeah. But right now, we're talking about the big event. Ten matches, like we mentioned. The match that should kick off the show, I think will kick off the show, is the tag team match for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championships. RK-Bro challenging the champions, AJ Styles and Omos. Uh, yeah, RK-Bro is going to win this. They deserve to win it. And they even kind of set up an AJ Styles and Omos breakup on Monday. So I think that's going to happen quickly. But give me the RK-Bro. I, I can't not pick RK-Bro, right? Like, I mean, it's just one of those things where it, it has to happen. It has to. We love them. I, I, I don't necessarily think I can think anything else, but it's going to win. They're going to win. Agreed. Moving so on. We'll move on to the co-main event. We have Eva Marie with Dewdrop taking on Alexa Bliss in a singles match. Oh, God, I want Alexa Bliss to win. I mean, I, I don't see a world where she doesn't win. I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I, I can you actually, can you tell me specifically that you think this is going to happen? Alexa Bliss is going to win. Are you sure? Yeah, the fucking doll is going to do something to help her win. So it's Bliss versus... You think Eva Marie is going to beat Alexa Bliss in a singles match the way this feud has been going? I mean, I think that Alexa Bliss is going to win and they're going to steal the thing anyway. Like, that, that's basically what I think about when I, oh. honest to God. That, I, I think this is the end. This is the end, friend? That's so. a Chucky reference, by the way, because you've never seen Chucky in I your life. I think this is the end. This is yeah, the end, I don't want to watch Chucky. What did I tell you about fucking dolls? They're fucking creepy. Keep them out of my face. I think you need to just chill out. I think you might actually enjoy Chucky. No, no, I'm not into dolls, bro. I just, they're creepy. I don't need talking dolls. Can I ask you a question? What if you, what if you found the love of your life? If she's, if she and she's fucking into dolls. owns, if she owns talking dolls, she ain't going to be the love of my life. She can own dolls, whatever. I'm not a judger. But talking dolls, oh, that shit's creepy, bro. No, I'm not saying talking Keep dolls. Keep your feet and your talking dolls away from me. But what if she has collectibles? No, I, that's fine. I, like I said, collect whatever you want. But if those motherfuckers talk or fucking look like Lily, no, I'm out. I so we're both I'm picking gonna... Alexa Bliss? Yeah, we're both picking Alexa right, Bliss. Get away goes. from this fucking doll talk. Next up, we have a singles match where Veer and Shanky are banned from ringside between Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal. Who cares? I don't. But Drew's winning, right? I mean, he can't lose anymore. Now that he's definitely not the champion, he can't lose. The end. Ugh, he sucks. Singles match for the WWE United States Championship. Sheamus versus Damian Priest. Give me the cool motherfucking Archer guy. Give him the U.S. title. Sheamus, you've done a great job, but guess what? It's Damian Priest time, baby. That motherfucker is on fire. Give me Razor Ramon circa 2021. That's what it is. I don't know if I said it last week, but I wanted to say it because I didn't want to put him in that category, but he gives me those vibes because he's fucking cool, man. He's just cool. Just cool. He's cool. So cool. So cool. Cooler than me. I mean, it's a low bar. That's not... No, that T-Bar. That's his name. (laughs) T-Bar. T-Bar. So we both pick Priest. Next up, singles match. Edge versus Seth Rollins. Hopefully we get a stipulation on this, but uh, spoiler alert from here on the show, I picked Edge. You did pick Edge. I got to write that down. Thank you very much. Uh, For me... I, I, I think that Edge is going to win. I think that Rollins should win. God damn it. Am I going to pick Am I gonna pick Rollins? I don't know. Oh, fuck. Do it. You won't. But it's on this day. On this day. Uh, I'll see clearly. You know what? You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to pick Rollins. That a boy. Burn it down. I used some predictions. Next up, singles match for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. I'm on my own against the wall against Boss Time, Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks, the rematch, Belair Banks 2, Bianca Sasha 2. I'm fucking hyped for this match too because these two fucking 
put on a show at WrestleMania. I think they're going to put on a show again if it happens. There's rumors there might be a little issue here. We'll find out as the week progresses. But assuming it happens, I would. I don't think Bianca Belair's uh, reign is ending. You can't just say something like that and not know what you're talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about. They missed house shows over the weekend for undisclosed medical reasons. Oh. Um, interesting. Mean, but they were on television. On Friday. This was on Saturday. Oh. Or Sunday. One of those days. So... Oh, boy. There's rumors circulating that this match could get delayed for reasons unforeseen, which, I mean, you could probably guess what the reasons are. Is that what they're just going to tell now? There's just reasons unforeseen? That's what it is? I don't know. They, just, nothing's, they haven't said anything about it. But I'm just saying, don't be surprised if something happens because sometimes where there's smoke, there's fire. Sometimes. But the street profits are fine, hopefully. I don't know. Okay. Whatever. Yeah, we'll find out. But uh, I'm picking Bianca. Okay, I'm also picking Bianca because why? You can't bet against the face of the SmackDown. I just person. don't think it's time for her reign to end. Just don't. And beating Sasha twice, Sasha. Excuse me, say that's why. Beating Sasha twice is a definite feather in the cap. It's a big fucking deal. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. Next up, a rerun tag match for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Honestly, this match, as much as like, there's no hype for it. The thought of these four wrestling in a rain on a stage, this one's probably going to be a lot of fun. It'll be put like in between two big matches, but it'll probably be a really good match. But I think the Usos are obviously winning. Dude, we've been down since day one. And I don't think, I, here's the thing. I'm more interested in Dom and, and Mysterio losing than I am winning. Like it doesn't do anything for me if they win. But if they keep losing, there's a little glimmer, a little hope, folks. That's a little that family drama. Oh my God. Here's, here's the thing. You can't tell me you don't want family drama after the whole. Oh, no, like, I want it. You had the whole uh, Buddy and Aaliyah and the whole like kitten caboodle thing. You, you want this to be a Jerry Springer affair. You do. I do want Dom to get away from Poppy at some point. Well, Eddie's no longer with us, but that's fine. It was a weird joke. I know. That's why I'm going to let it sit to make you feel awkward for a second. Next up, triple threat match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Almost a superhero, Nikki Ash. Takes on Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. Triple threat. What does that mean? It could mean a lot of things, but to me, in this sense, Nikki Ash is going to pin Charlotte, man. Somehow, some way, it's happening, and she's going to cement herself as champ. I agree that Nikki Ash is going to win. I think Rhea Ripley is going to take that. Mm. And we can't really sit here on a side bet here because it's just whatever, but... I mean, we could. I wouldn't like that. The story has to be Nikki overcoming Charlotte. If not, what are we doing? I, do we have to have a fucking singles match rematch between? Yeah, but you the say that Charlotte's the most protected Blow person in the whole thing, up. right? No? We all want Nikki versus Alexa. I don't think we're getting there. You know where we're getting next? Nia. Eva. Nia. I think we're getting Nia Charlotte. Nia. No, we're getting we're getting Nia. We're getting Nia and Nikki Ash. One hundred percent. I'd rather have Shayna and Nikki. I'm Ash. right, by the way. I'd rather I'm just letting Shana. you know. Rather have Shayna. You know why I know I'm right? No one cares. Well, that was hurtful. <laughs> Jesus. Truthful. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You should at least spare my feelings every once in a while. Have you listened to this show before? I am a punching bag, but eventually the, I will hit back. You're I'm really just a saying. Speed bag. You're really easy to hit. I bet, I bet you five bucks I'm better at a speed bag than you are, by the way. We'll see. Speed uh, bag off 2022. I'll tell you right now, I had a speed bag as a kid, so I'm pretty decent at it. Just FYI. Just saying. Trained boxer. I got facts. I got fat. So I was going to say fat hands. I got fast hands. <laughs> I got some fat hands. All right. Anyway, let's move on. Two matches left, and they're both for the world titles of the men's division. First up, singles match for the WWE Championship. Dana. Goldberg challenges the champion, the almighty Bobby Lashley, with MVP in his corner. Please, for the love of God, let Lashley destroy this motherfucker so we can move on. Thank you. Give me Lashley. I will also pick Bobby Lashley because I've become a big fan of him. But also, I'll say this much, 
Goldberg ain't going to be there every week. Goldberg ain't going to make them towns. Hasn't stopped him before. No, I know. I'm just saying. I'm hoping and praying that that's the case. Because And here's the thing. If I have to look at his stupid son's face if with him I being champion. I love how much you hate. Like the second generation when they first appear on no, screen. No, 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 no. You can't their faces. Dom Mysterio. No, Goldberg's no, no, no. kid. I don't even know his name. It's Gage. How can you not hate somebody named Gage? He looks like a kid version of Brock Lesnar. Here's guy. the thing. He just looks like a D-bag. I don't know what he it is. He's like 16 years but old. You can, here's the thing. His mannerisms. Here's the, the mannerisms that he had. He was like, oh, I'm cool, kid. My dad's Goldberg. Oh. I think he's awkward on TV because he's never done it before. No, he's a prick. You can tell he's oh a prick. Oh, my God. Nestlemania. He You're is. making assumptions about a fucking kid right now. I'm telling you right now. Do you want Goldberg around? Do you want Goldberg's kid no, around? I don't. I don't, I don't I, I, honestly. I'm right. Maybe Goldberg's kid will be better at wrestling than he is someday. Probably. Because I think that's what they're doing this for. So in five years when he shows up, they'd be like, he was in a crowd watching his father and it motivated him. And now he is in the WWE and him and Don Mysterio are having a last son standing match. Here's what I would say this much. He, he said last night on the program, Monday night, he said, Gage, I came back for you. He did. He made it might as well done an eye roll. He didn't give a fuck. He jumped the guardrail and was like, I'll see you there. Again, he's a fucking kid who's never been on TV before. He doesn't know what he to do. He just carries himself in a way that I just oh want to punch him in the face. You, you love criticizing people who aren't like trained or paid to do this. Don't put, put him, him on TV, TV then. That's part of the story. That's the whole point of why it makes it. It's because he's a fucking kid. Ugh. Don't oh make, they give me a, make it about he's being dumb. They're trying to have a genuine moment with their son for the baby face. So maybe people think about rooting for him once the music ends as opposed to Big Bad Bobby. But you're just like, you're just. Hey, the children hey. of the future? I don't think so. Yeah, well, then that there were then the future's in trouble because guess what? We ain't gonna be around, motherfucker. Anyway, next up, singles match for the WWE Championship: Reigns v Cena, the Universal Championship. Paul Heyman's out there. Reigns is the fucking head of the table. Cena's the master of the C Nation. If I ran through all their gimmicks, the show would go another half hour. Nestlemania. Do I ask you? Does John Cena break the record, become Universal Champion, and does he get cashed in on? If so. No, no, and no. We're getting a Corbin tease, though, of course, right? No. No. You think the show's just going to end with Reigns holding up his fucking yes. title? Yes. Because you know how you make Baron Corbin a babyface? You have him try to cash in on Reigns after he murders Cena. No. And then he fails, and you feel bad for him. No. And then Biggie gets his briefcase back, and we're back to normal. That's the stupidest thing I've ever That's heard. That's what they're going to do. That's the stupidest thing That's I've ever heard. That's what they're going to do. Roman Reigns it should not be to have anybody taking away anything ever from him. Roman Reigns needs this big victory, plant it in the sand, be done and over Roman with. Roman Reigns doesn't yeah. need anything. Roman Reigns is the guy. He is the head of the table. Acknowledge him, motherfucker. I just acknowledged him. You're trying to, you're like, he needs I acknowledged him. Eat shit. Anyway, you just said eat shit. What? So, do you say eat shit? No. He doesn't need shit. I say he doesn't need shit. Oh, okay. All right. All right, whatever. Anyway, he's going to win. shit's gold. Anyway, on that note, I think we're done. I've exhausted myself. On that note, we thank you. Have fun this weekend with a lot of wrestling, by the way. This Enjoy week. It. This week in general, excuse me. And we'll be back next week with some more Jobber Knockery.